welcome to the Catholic Cafe, where Catholic truth is served fresh daily. We've made you a reservation in the luxurious corner booth, so come on in and see what's on the menu today. Now, here's your host, Deacon Jeff Drzezemski. Greetings and welcome to the Catholic Cafe. I'm Deacon Jeff, sitting in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe. You're all welcome to be here. So excited to have everybody here. And this is going to be a really special kind of a new show. We just finished up doing a great series on the sorrows of Mary, taking each one of those sorrows. So if you didn't, if you've been away from us a little bit, uh, look those up. Those were really great shows. Got a lot of great feedback from those and just encourage you to listen uh, and just take in that beautiful devotion of the seven sorrows of Mary. Well, my, my normal... Uh, like cohorts in crime, as uh, uh, one of my friends, John Edwards, says. Uh, in fact, wow, I have John Edwards here in the studio with me now. Hey, John. I could hear the disappointment in everybody's <laughs> car Please radio right stay now. stay tuned in. You really want to stay tuned in because we also have Father Stephen Gadbury. There you go. Hey, now hey. they're staying. They're going to be there here. You go. <laughs> Father Stephen, welcome so welcome to, to the Catholic Cafe. I'm glad you're here uh, joining us, and we're going to have a little conversation with you today, if that's okay. Deacon, sounds great. Thanks for the invite. All right. Awesome. So, uh, first of all, where I want to start is where I think everyone wants to start. It's like... So your name, Gadbury. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I really love, my wife loves your chocolate bars. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're, they're the best. You're supposed to say, close, no, that's close. Cadbury. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> very close. I'm not a sweet. <laughs> well, if, if, you, if you aren't, if that, it's like Gadbury is not the same as Cadbury. You're like, it's like an Arkansas knockoff <laughs> yeah. of Cadbury. <laughs> it's at the dollar store. Yeah, <laughs> awesome. Well, actually, that makes me like it better. Yeah. That makes me like it better. So uh, for those who don't know, Father Stephen Gadbury is a priest of the Diocese of Little Rock. And I believe you're at St. Therese, Teresa, Therese. Exactly. St. Teresa d- depends Teresa. on, yeah, whatever you, St. Therese, Teresa. Yeah, wh- whatever your Santa your devotion Teresa. is. Yeah. Right. The real people know. <laughs> the flower, the little flower, that's what, that's what the, the Beautiful. Teresa. Well, yeah. that's, a, that's wonderful. And you're kind of new in that assignment uh, there, but you're, well, I'm going to still say you're kind of a baby priest. I mean, oh, you're yeah. six or so years yeah. into your priesthood. Uh, this last May was six years. So awesome. They're going fast. Yeah, I, you know what? They just go faster. As a six-year-old man, just trust me. Hold on tight, because it's just going to go downhill from here. No, that's that's awesome. And so, uh, I recently um, uh, was just heard about this uh, this thing that this video that was out on uh, YouTube that came out of Word on Fire, and uh, and it's called the Making of a Catholic Priest, and it's essentially your story. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it really was a it was a great thing. So I, we're not going to recount the whole thing here, uh, certainly. Because uh, I don't want to take away from the experience, and so people really need to just go to YouTube and search um, the making of a Catholic priest or Father Stephen Cadbury. Yeah, <laughs> you did <Cadbury>. it, Cadbury. <laughs> it's going to be impossible. Some of, your yolk, yeah, some of your yolk is spilling out over here. Probably. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, and so that you can you can Google, you can uh, you can see that, um, or you can I guess connect with uh, uh, Word on Fire folks, and, mm-hmm. and they'll uh, send you in that direction. It was really eye-opening for me. It was something that like I normally don't necessarily watch testimonials and mm-hmm. kind of that. But what I really thought was profound about this was just really all the things. I mean, I love the title. Okay, I don't know mm-hmm. if you came up with that or somebody else did, but the making of a Catholic priest because that's a big like. Uh, this is where we're going to start today. Yeah, I'm going to ask you a question that probably could have a thousand answers. They're probably all right, but <laughs> why are you a Catholic priest? Uh, most simply put, because God has called me to do it, and and that's yeah. That's the easy answer. <laughs> the easy Let's answer. dig deeper. No, 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 no. That's and that's valid. I, yeah. I think ultimately that's you are because and you just look upward into heaven. Yeah, but but that's a struggle though. I mean, so I say it kind of 
cheeky in a, in a cheeky way to say uh, I'm a Catholic priest because God has called me but that's a struggle what is how do I know that that is what God's calling me to do you know I can count that can counter that all the time with people they want to do the Lord's will but listening to the Lord's voice and discerning the Lord's voice in so many so many other voices is is a is a big challenge mm-hmm. and uh, with the documentary with that that video of the making of a Catholic priest, not the, because there's yeah. so many different Catholic priests, we're all, and each one of us are unique. Um, really shows like j- just um, God's fidelity through it all, and how just the story of of my life has unfolded, and through the years, the Lord steadily and persistently made Himself present in my life. And, and and just out of that, I was able to discern this vocation of the priesthood. Right. Now, so a lot of people think like, well, that's that's interesting. Uh, and it could be a really boring one hour. It's just under an hour, the length of this thing. But it's not because you've had a very eventful life. Uh, you know, lots of pluses and lots of what mm-hmm. might be considered minuses. Uh, and But it's not as simple as you were just watching television one day and you saw a commercial for the priesthood and said, you know, I, I should try that. It wasn't that. That would have been easy, but yeah. it wasn't. <laughs> it yeah. wasn't. It I wasn't good that in black. <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so I know that. Uh, I mean, the, the video really kind of starts off like really probably one of the most life changing events in your life, mm-hmm. right? Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So then the the, the spoiler alert: the, the first four minutes are the absolute saddest part of the whole thing. It's <laughs> kind right. of how we how we get you, but um, it's uh it's how the Lord got me too. Uh, May 5th, 94, my life changed. Uh, my dad, long story short, dad and sister died in a car wreck that I survived and my little sister survived. So a small kid, you know, wrestling with those questions, why why them and not me? Or why mm. me and not them? And, um, you know, what next? And, and just the, the, the things that flowed out of that, the daily struggle of, of life and trying to figure it out. Um, so it starts that, you know, it starts out by telling the background of me growing up on the the family farm in Arkansas, those life-changing moments when my father and sister die, and just the just how the Lord's hand has been so steady throughout throughout the rest of it. You know, you say steady and and that just it recalls every time like when I'm doing liturgy of the hours and and also often we hear in scriptures we hear God's love being re, uh, referred to as steadfast. Mm. And, and steadfast doesn't sound like something that's, uh, while it is instantaneous, because we were created out of that love, but, but in all honesty, it's this ongoing thing. It's this thing that mm. just, just, just it's, a, it's a slow and sometimes hard roll. Yes. Right? Yeah. And so when you say steady, yeah, uh, that, 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 that says a lot about, again, this wasn't instantaneous. You didn't come out of that really horrific experience for, I think you were eight, year, eight years old when that happened. Uh, and you didn't like in, in like when you were nine say you know what I think I'm going to be a Catholic priest. Yeah, no, it wasn't until I was twenty. I was in the military at that time. But you know, God's steadfastness is 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 has been a key thing in my life. Now, people listening may think, well, okay, that's not a word I use every day. Being steadfast, yeah. I can kind of have a concept of it. Maybe another word that would work in that area would be consistency. Just mm. so consistent, so consistent. Not not dramatic, not but not too subtle, but just very consistent. The Lord just kept showing up, and um, and He really put it on my heart to do the same thing. Just keep showing up. But you were always your family was always Catholic. Yes, right. You did all the Catholic stuff, as it were. I mean, you correct. You yeah. would. Would you have considered yourselves like really good Catholics? Did well, you go around telling people you were Catholic? No, uh, no, didn't go around telling people were Catholic. I grew up in the Protestant South here in Arkansas, so very few Catholics. Um, there were like seven or eight of us in my in my class of 
about 200 kids at the public school and three quarters of us were family so yeah yeah <laughs> so uh yeah. Hey, good luck finding a catholic wife that's kind of like an arkansas yeah. thing though yeah. they had their own dodgeball <laughs> we're, we're all related that's why i'm a priest now yeah no <laughs> options right. um but no i mean we didn't grow up talking about it we did all the catholic stuff though i mean we we went to mass we were at stations of the cross we we had family fights on the way to church yeah um <laughs> and, you are catholic <laughs> we got there late and then uh you know did the best to try to enter quietly yeah. but um but we kept showing up. And that's what my, my mom and my grandparents taught me. Uh, the biggest secret of the faith, you know, it's no secret at all, but just keep showing up. And it, it, the Lord does that in our lives. He, he's, he's always there. So, like, do you, I mean, I know there's a lot of things you probably remember and some things you, you maybe want to forget uh, about that time in your life. Uh, let's say, you know, 8, 10, 12 at that age. Do you, do you remember what you thought about Catholic priests? I mean, what were you taught to think about them? How did you view, like, those priests mm -hmm. yeah so growing up i mean the catholic priest was always the the one at the altar doing the priest stuff you yeah know? um or if you if you got in trouble at school or you acted bad then mom would make you talk to father and, oh, like, and he would yeah. get on to you and um but uh my image of the catholic priest changed not because i had a bad image before but it i should say it evolved it right. evolved matured when I, matured when i went to the military and the priest no longer became just this this guy that was on the altar doing holy things. He was also somebody who lived a life doing human things. And I got to meet a number of uh, priests, these military chaplains, uh, not just at the priestly level, but at the human level. And for me, that was that that brought down so many barriers. And out of those little encounters, a barbecue, going to the gym, taking a vacation, traveling with them, like, the Lord started working through that and saying, "Hey, you know." I've created you for this. Come check it out. So as you were getting older, and let's say as you were, uh, what, what took you to the military? I mean, farm boy, you know, <laughs> yeah. jumps off the tractor and grab a rifle. Well, you already probably yeah. knew how to use, handle a weapon, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Grew up around that stuff. The, um, for me, so I went into the military. I was going to do a, a special, special operations job that was all outdoors, survival, essentially. Survival training and, and evasion, resistance. And um, um, so it was just like getting paid to be a professional level Boy Scout. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> and I said, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to do that. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Yeah, uh, but it didn't work out. Oops. <laughs> Oops. So it worked out enough to get the enlistment in. Um, so, you know, I enlisted to do that. But during the training, I got, I got washed out, you know, didn't make it through. So I said, it!" And then I ended up getting a logistics job, had to move people and stuff. And uh, initially, I was really mad because I didn't join the military to become a become a mailman I, yeah. I wanted to i wanted to do this other stuff but it was the best thing that happened to me the best thing now was that hindsight me. i mean did, you, hindsight, did yeah. you kind of look back because hindsight's 2020 yeah, yeah but like in the moment it mm -hmm. might not have been really great feeling but no not at all the job wasn't uh initially wasn't something that excited me it became exciting yeah because through getting washed out of that initial job um, I, I got really slapped in the face because through for most of my life I've always worked hard, um, always you know did did a, what I thought to be a good job, but what I thought was a good job was not enough, and it cost me that job, the the job that I went into the, the military with. So then they put me in another job position, and then I, I said I got to take this seriously. I can't just go through the motions. Right. I've got to go through the motions with proper intention behind it, and so. That gave me a love for not just completing a task, but a love 
and a desire to complete the task the very best that I could. And uh, that's a major life lesson. Yeah, yeah, I've learned a lot through that, and 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 it ended up being such such a blessing because it's not just getting something done, but it's cheeky or you know cliche as it may sound, like um, you know. It's not the destination, but the journey kind of right. thing. So not just getting the stuff done, but truly understanding why you're doing it, which is like, isn't that the secret to sainthood? <laughs> and if I want to be a priest, like, <laughs> isn't that what I should teach people to do? And so I just see the Lord's hand. So consistent. Yeah. Amen. And that, that, that's and, and we're glad you saw that because a lot of people go through life and they don't necessarily see those kind of things. And they may think in terms of failure hmm. uh, and when really some of that what would be termed as a failure is really building us and preparing us for something else yeah. that we didn't necessarily see. Right. Focusing on those discouragements can often cause people just to throw in the towel or give up completely when that's just the beginning of them understanding their vocation and what the Lord is calling them to do. Um, you can do a ton of things in life that would be fun and that would make you happy, but you're going to put your head on the pillow at night and still be wanting something more. Right. Whenever someone finds their vocation and trust the Lord in that, and, and, and they, they, they commit to that process, that journey, they may not always be happy. There may even be suffering in it, but there's always joy. So this aspect of, that's sort of the, the, the distinction between doing a job just to get it done and living out one's vocation to become a saint. Now, somewhere in all this, I think you said, you'd mentioned earlier at the beginning of the show, you talked about that this sort of inkling toward the toward the priesthood kind of came in those military years. Is there can you can you define any kind of either moment or experience that made you think that like this this priesthood thing? I really need to look deeper into that. Mm, great question, Deacon. So for me, it, it was it wasn't very much like Saint Paul in that regard. I didn't right. have I you didn't, didn't fall have off a, a horse. I, I didn't have a moment. No, <laughs> fall out of an airplane. <laughs> Oh, thank the Lord, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No blindness, anything like that. <laughs> the irony in that, I, I was in the Air Force, but I hate flying. I hate really? That. I do not like it. I don't mm-hmm. like it. But So to bring it back to your question, it was not a very Pauline conversion, but I had a very Petrine conversion. And so, and what I mean by that is like... You did a lot of denying. <laughs> <laughs> Lord, I'm all in. And like, now I'm going to deny you. You can do some fishing all that, yeah. Um, Paul, Paul had that one singular moment that... Yeah everything pivoted upon but saint peter like he he kept showing up every day he was with the lord every day one day he was firing on all cylinders the other days he came there with two flats on his car and no gas right it was um but but it was just this consistency of just being with the lord and you know two steps forward one step back so the way it revealed itself in my life was not an overwhelming single experience but all of these common denominators that led to the same deep and lasting joy uh, and, and a great peace that that pervaded everything else in my life so how old were you at that time in your life that was 20 21 22 so I, I gotta say you know in this day and age uh, 20 year olds 20 up to 25 aren't necessarily thinking that way mm-hmm. and that's so that's that's why I say life lesson because it sounds to me like uh, um, you may have been uh, spiritually mature beyond your years at that age that your parents obviously did a good job mm-hmm. at least planting some seeds that mm-hmm. the Lord could work on and, and bring to fruition. Mm-hmm. But your willingness to sort of listen, right? Because there's a lot of noise in the world. Yeah, yeah. That's a, you, you made a great point about the, you could say the seeds planted by, by my parents, by my mom and my grandparents. Um, you know, for those who are listening, just like, 
there's probably countless parents out there who are wondering, am I doing good enough, uh, yeah. a job that's good enough for my kids? Uh, and I would just say, like, never underestimate the power of you doing little things well on a very regular and consistent basis. Sounds very little flowery. And <laughs> <laughs> She's my patroness now. Yeah. But um, just the those little things done on a regular basis, even if, like, I, for a kid, it didn't click, you could say. But whenever I grew up and was out on my own, it all made sense. It all made sense. Yeah, came together. Yeah. So the so uh, and when you were ordained, how much longer had uh, how much how long were you in seminary? And you, did you enter seminary? Seminary, I can say it right out of the military, or did you mm-hmm. wait a bit? Or yeah, that was actually part of the discernment process. So this was the um, the mid aughts. So like two thousand five, six, seven, eight. That I was in the military, did a four year enlistment. And once the Lord made it clear that he was calling me to be a priest, mm-hmm. I said, all right, Lord, I'm jumping in. So I did everything that I could. And the last thing was to get out of the military at the height of war. And um, so I mentioned earlier I did logistics. I was very good at it. And um, I had a lot of different qualifications that, that made me pretty valuable at what I did. And so I said, Lord, like they kind of need me in this position at this base doing this stuff. If you want me to go, you're going to have to make this paperwork happen. I put in a, a request for early separation in 2008 and uh, got answered about two weeks later saying, yeah, go for it. Awesome. I got an early separation, you know, it ended the contract early, just a little bit less than three years. Entered seminary, that was an eight-year process. It's um, for, for most guys, it's six to eight years. Since I'm from Arkansas, it takes a little bit longer to learn. <laughs> We're not saying anything about people yeah. from Arkansas. Just Ex- this guy from just Arkansas. This, right. this Teflon-coated And by the way, at some point in the show, people are going to want to hear mm-hmm. any Latin at all with a southern accent. So when you get to the point, Dominus Vuiscum. Ed Coombs Spiritua. Beautiful. Yeah. So the, um, the seminary is a six to eight year formation or a program of formation it's not just education but it truly right. shapes the man to to live as close to christ as they can and, and to be as close to the person as jesus christ as we can because we're not jesus but he's of course our example uh, four years of philosophy four years of theology yeah i was down in southern louisiana for four years which was amazing you know fantastic food great people at a benedictine monastery just great spiritual formation there and then the next uh, four years were at headquarters in Rome. So I was uh, awesome. at the North American College and uh, Gregorian University, the Augustinian University, and um, uh, 2016 was ordained. Yeah. That's beautiful. That's wonderful. Now, uh, as you were like considering seminary and you were starting to line up all of those uh, or opening those doors, et cetera, the Lord was. Um, did you did you discern uh, or really pay any attention to whether you wanted to be like an order priest? Because I, if a, if a guy was drawn into the military to go out there out into the wilderness, yeah. you know, and live off of an onion for a week or whatever, <laughs> I mean that that sounds like like a religious order to me, you know, sure. like I want to be a CFR or whatever. Yeah. I never wash my habit ever, you know. <laughs> uh, I shouldn't say that. Not wear uh, shoes. Th- th- those guys that, are yeah. great, um, but uh, but but you ended up in the diocesan priesthood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was that like a conscious choice? Did you make a decision or is it that was the natural path? God just worked through my ignorance. So at the time, like for me, the priesthood was what I grew up around, the diocesan priest. And so for me, it was, okay, this is what I'm going to do. And the Lord like called me to that particular vocation through the countless other vocations that he put in my life, these other priests and other married individuals that he put into my life to help me discern this vocation. Um, 
there's a couple religious orders that I would enjoy, I think. And even in seminary, I thought about those a couple of times. But um, it, although they would be things that I enjoyed, it's not what the Lord is calling me to. So therefore, right. the fulfillment wouldn't be there. I'd love to be a Benedictine and just like work and pray all day, be by myself. And I, I love that. But uh, I wouldn't have the fulfillment. I'd love to be a Jesuit. I, I mean, there's some of the brightest guys that I know I met in, in, in seminary. Um, but yeah, that's not going to give me fulfillment. And so being this kind of front lines priest in the in the battlefield is what the Lord's called me to. A lot of folks, I don't know if they if they really understand fully and appreciate like the difference and and well why diocesan priesthood is so important and mm-hmm. and so what are some of the the joys of being a diocesan priest? What are some of the experiences that you have that make you like, Lord? I wake up every morning and thank you for this opportunity. <laughs> Good question, because a lot of the things that I thank him for at the end of the day, I'm not thanking him for <laughs> when they're happening. <laughs> and that, that's probably a good introduction to what, what uh, diocesan you know, pastoral ministry is like in a parish. Every day is different. Every single day is different. The people you encounter, I mean, you'll see the same faces because you're in the same parish, right. but the life situations, the encounters, the moments of these interactions, this, the things that come up at the, at the church, at the school, at the other facilities, every single day is different. Um, and so for me, that's exciting. I've got a, uh, my attention span is maybe, I don't know, five inches or so, like <laughs> three seconds long. And, um, and so just having all these different things going on is, is, is just great. That is awesome. And uh, I would imagine that um, as a diocesan priest, you encounter so many different things, but one of the things that you're, I, I know that you're, you don't wake up in the morning and say, Lord, let today be the day that I, I find the next uh, priest, you know, to take my place, et cetera. But I know you know how important, like, a vocation is, mm-hmm. right? The idea of not necessarily making, you know, a, a vocation doesn't just mean priest. True. It means so many things. Yeah. I mean, how does that, because you've said several times, you know, this is what the Lord called me to. Sure. So w- what is your understanding of vocation and what does that mean and how can people listening kind of discern where God's calling them? Mm, wow, fantastic question, Deacon. Um, so, I'm going to have you back because you keep saying that. So it's like, I feel like <laughs> I just feel don't, yes, it makes me feel better. Don't encourage We're going to walk out of here and you're like, he's an idiot. Yeah, <laughs> moron. <laughs> See, by me saying that, it gives me time to think about what I'm going to say. I'm, I'm, like I'm working with you here. I'm working, working with you here. <laughs> but they are good questions. Um, where are we at? Vocations. vocations? Yeah, vocations. Yeah, what's the deal with the Same. vocation? Um, so whenever we think of a job, we think about just like getting the task done. Um, you can get a lot of stuff done, but that doesn't mean you're going to get it done well. Mm. For you to finish something well, you've got to you know, tend or do the things well. So using a classic guy example you know putting things together we do not read instructions no <laughs> i just got a grill at my new parish i'm not going to read the instructions why would you do that because it's it's silly and yeah. ladies read instructions but men don't so i spent 15 minutes trying to put this grill together <laughs> and then i had to spend another 10 taking it apart and then another 10 reading the instructions and then actually putting it together in five minutes yeah the, when i finally read the instructions so just doing stuff, doing what you want to do to make you happy and you be you kind of thing is like putting a grill together without instructions. You, you could eventually get it done, but you're going to be all over the place and it's going to stress you out and your grill may be backwards in some ways. But um, the vocation is like it's not so much focusing on the task that you have to get done. 
but the way that you're going to complete the task, like learning how to actually do it. Um, and so it's um, just the, the, the underlying principle. That was a very vague and maybe heady kind of answer. Um, no, I think it was okay. I, I just, I guess a lot of people don't realize that, um, that like everybody has a vocation. Yeah. Like that, every, that, that this is like a, it's like gravity. Yeah. The, I mean, our primary vocation is to, to sainthood, which yeah. sounds terribly intimidating, but all the saints, you know, we can read in the, the cute little books about them, about how perfect they were. But when you read into their deeper biographies, each and every one of them struggled just like you and I. Yeah. yeah. Um, but what they did was they kept showing up to the struggle. Mm. They kept showing up and wrestling and wrestling and wrestling, relying on God's grace and allowing the Lord to transform them and purify them through that struggle. That's what made them a saint. They kept showing up, trusting in the Lord's grace and mercy, despite their own inability. Um, we are going to, so our primary call is to, to sainthood, yeah. to, to become a saint. And um, that's, a, we just got to keep showing up. Yeah, and that's one of the things I love about that uh uh, that, that little documentary thing that you've done, I shouldn't say little because it's actually a pretty big deal, uh, Word on Fire, the thing that you can find on YouTube, The Making of a Catholic Priest. And I don't want to give any, I want people to watch it because it's great to experience it. Uh, but that whole idea about like sort of grinding through, kind mm-hmm. of like the grind, yeah. you know, the, the stick with it, stay with it, you know, yeah. and then how, how love is, is that way. And yeah. It's a powerful moment in that presentation. That was one of the big things that we were wanting to get through that. Uh, and I was wanting to share whenever I was sharing my story, just the, the power, the grace that, that flows through just showing up every day and doing the best I can in the present moment, trusting that the Lord will connect the dots. If I just keep putting, making little dots with my little footsteps, the Lord will bring it all together and, and working on that, help me to show his hand is there. That is awesome. Uh, so I invite everybody to uh, to go to YouTube uh, and and watch The Making of a Catholic Priest with Stoddard. I'm gonna, sure. Now I can't say your name at all. Father <laughs> Stephen Gadbury, uh, priest out of the Diocese of Little Rock. Uh, Father, I'm so thankful that you came to visit and share a little bit with us. And uh, thank you for saying yes to your vocational call. Amen. That long, sort of steady call that took a little while, you know, yeah. not because you were reluctant, but just like, that's how God works some ways. God is so good. Yeah, people look for like sometimes this aha moment, and the reality is, it's not always an aha moment. Yeah. Right? It's something that, that, that plays out in our lives, and we see every day in our lives an opportunity to just to, to grow in love with Jesus, to grow closer to God, that every, if we see every day as an opportunity like that, uh, good things will happen. Yeah. We Fuck. just got to keep showing up, and His faith his, his love is there. That's beautiful. Father, thank you so much for joining us here at the Catholic Cafe. And we're going to just ask the Blessed Mother to bless us and continue with us in this way. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy, Holy Mary, Mary, Mother, Mother of God, God pray, pray for, for us sinners, sinners now and at the hour of our death. death. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Catholic Cafe. If you'd like to contact Deacon Jeff, send him an email at deaconjeff at thecatholiccafe.com. Visit us on the web at thecatholiccafe.com. You can also find us on iTunes or follow us on Facebook and Twitter. The Catholic Cafe is brought to you by the Order of Malta Federal Association. Join us again at the Catholic Cafe, serving up salvation one cup of coffee at a time.